Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Hello, friends. Welcome back. This is episode number 83. Today, I'm going to talk about the Frankenstein diet. Specifically, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to explain to you what that is. I'm going to give you three big take-home points, and then I'm also going to explain what is a much better solution than what some of you might be doing, because you might be doing the Frankenstein diet and not even realize it. So this all starts with a story from my Inner Circle coaching group. Uh, there's a lady in there, um, we'll call her Janet, and um, she had made a post and said, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm really doing well with everything. I feel like I'm really eating healthy, and I'm just not losing weight. I'm not losing, you know, th- th- this last 10 pounds that I really want to get rid of. So what's going on? So, of course, we dug into it. Well, let's see what, what's happening, and let's see why you're not losing weight. Because, guys, as I've said before in previous episodes, there's always a reason. There's always a reason if you're not losing weight. It's not it's 98% of the time, it's not something mysterious. It's not something medical. It's not your hormones. There's a reason, and it comes down to something in your diet or something in your exercise. And the approach that I take when someone hits that, uh, that roadblock, it's like I put on my detective hat. I become an investigator. Okay, let's dig in and let's see what's going on, and let's figure out why. And there is that 2% of the time when it doesn't make sense. And maybe there's a medical issue and someone needs to, you know, go to the doctor. But again, 98% of the time, that's not the issue. So this is exactly what I did with Janet. We dug into things and we looked at what she was eating and not eating and her exercise and so forth and so on. And what I discovered was she was doing the Frankenstein diet. (laughs) Now, here's what I mean by that. As I looked through everything, I realized that she had kind of taken some of the stuff that I've taught her and maybe some stuff that she's read in the past and other stuff that's really popular right now. And she had kind of created her own healthy-ish Frankenstein diet. That's basically what it is. When when <laughs> you take a bunch of different diets and you, you know, combine different elements to create your own diet. So, Big take-home point number one, or I guess take-home question. Have you created your own Frankenstein diet? (laughs) Are you doing a Frankenstein diet? Have you taken parts and pieces of other diets that you liked or that were easy to do or that maybe just hung around after you quit the diet? You know, well, you were doing, you know, Whole30, you know, six months ago, and you've kind of quit that, but there was these few recipes that you really liked or there were these few elements of it that just hung around. Have you taken all of those different things and created your own diet, your Frankenstein diet? A little keto, a little Whole30, a little paleo with a dash of, you know, that Beachbody weight loss program. And voila, there you have it. (laughs) A surefire sign that you're doing this is when you're using recipes from three or four different diets. Ooh, for some of you, you're like, God, yes, I do that. You think that like, because it's a diet recipe, it must be good, right? Nope. <laughs> Maybe it's good for that diet, but not when you combine it with a bunch of other diets. 
I want you to think of combining diets kind of like combining languages. So let's just imagine. Let's let's go on a little fairy tale story here. Let's imagine that you really enjoyed studying languages, right? And you so you speak your native language. We'll pretend it's English since this podcast is in English. And then you study Spanish and you begin to learn Spanish and you learn just enough Spanish to speak a little bit. You're not fluent. You just speak a little bit. And then you study uh, German. Oh, and you learn just enough German to speak a little German, you know, to kind of ask where the bathroom is and say hello and good night and, you know, to order your dinner. And then you study Chinese, you study Mandarin, and you begin to learn just a little bit. Oh, wow, it's so different, and it's so complex, and you learn just a little bit of Chinese. And then let's pretend you're talking to someone, and you just start switching back and forth from English to German to Mandarin to Spanish to all of these different languages, just randomly. You're just jumping back and forth between all of these languages. Well, the person you're talking to probably just speaks one language, <laughs> and they'll get bits and pieces of what you're sharing, but you're not forming a coherent sentence. <laughs> you're, not making, you're not making any headway. You're not making any progress with your language because you're combining a bunch of different languages. Languages are meant to function as one. When you speak to someone who speaks English, you speak English. When you speak to someone who speaks Spanish, you speak Spanish. And if that's not the case, well, then you just you try to work around it. But you don't randomly throw in a bunch of different languages into the same conversation just for the heck of it. Diets are the same way. Most diets are designed to work as they are prescribed and written and programmed. Okay, so point number one. Have you created your own Frankenstein diet? If you have, it's probably not going to work for you. Next up, point number two. Keto-ish, being like, kind of doing keto, keto-ish, is not keto, my friends. That's one of the things I noticed with Janet. She was, um, I assume, she hasn't really talked about it, but I would assume she's either read a lot about keto or she's done keto in the past or she has a keto cookbook or something. Because when I looked when I kind of dove into her food and what she was eating and not eating, it was very keto-ish. And she was combining that with some elements of what I had taught her and some other elements. And so here's the thing, guys. Like, I know keto is incredibly popular right now. I did an entire episode on it. I can't remember which number. You can go, <laughs> go scroll back through the episodes to find it if you want. But some people think that keto is magical and like super powerful. And here's the thing. If it has any sort of power, it comes from something very specific. It comes from being in the state of ketosis. Ketosis is an actual physiological state. Basically, when you deny your body carbohydrates, when you basically give your body no carbs, and it needs some sort of energy, and you give it plenty of fat... And you don't give it too much protein because your body can take protein and then chop it into tiny little pieces called amino acids. And then it can take those amino acids and produce glucose, produce sugar from those amino acids. What, Corey? You're kidding me. No, it, this is an actual real thing. It's called gluconeogenesis. There's your big $17 word for the day, gluconeogenesis. So if your body doesn't have enough carbohydrates, but you're giving it way too much protein or a lot of protein, it chops up the protein and it goes, okay, we only need this much protein for other stuff. So let's take this other protein and let's chop it into little pieces and then let's reform it into sugar. 
Oh, <gasps> what? Yeah. So, but that's only if you don't have enough carbohydrates. See, this stuff is trickier than you think. <laughs> you can't do keto-ish. But here's the problem. Let's say, okay, let's, hold on. Let me get back to the point. So, keto-ish is not keto because keto, the whole thing, the whole power of it comes from being in the state of ketosis. And the only way you get there is to eat a whole lot of fat, kind of somewhat low protein, so your body's not tempted to do glu gluconeogenesis, and to eat basically zero carbohydrates, incredibly low carbohydrates. And when you do that, then you're basically forcing your body to flip over into this physiological state of ketosis. And once you do that, and you're in that state, well, your cravings go down, you have much fewer sugar cravings, and you, uh, your energy can be more stable at times. Uh, now, for some people, it can be a miserable experience, but for some people, they do experience those things. But here's the problem, guys. It's all or nothing. It's like your light switch on the wall. You flip the light on, you flip the light off. That's how ketosis is. You don't do sort of kind of keto and achieve ketosis. Pushing your body into ketosis is a very challenging thing. So keto, the keto diet, is not just a low-carb diet. Because you may have heard me say all that, and you're like, yeah, it's just low-carb. No, it's not just a low-carb diet. It is a diet designed to force your body into flipping a switch and shifting into a very specific physiological state that it does not naturally want to be in. That doesn't mean it's unhealthy. It doesn't mean it's going to kill you. It doesn't mean it's bad for you. It just is what it is. And to do this, to get into that physiological state, you must eat nearly zero carbs, not too much protein, and lots of fat. And exercising will help you push into that process as well. And when you do all that, then you'll get there. But when you don't follow it just perfectly and achieve ketosis, then you'll either just be miserable because you never flip into that ketogenic state, or <laughs> this is even worse, you'll be eating a high-fat, low-protein diet with some carbs sprinkled in here and there. And trust me, this is not a good combination. Fat plus carbs generally equals weight gain, and it certainly does not equal weight loss. I mean, I've listed before the foods that are a combination of fat and carbs. It's dessert and donuts and cookies and cakes and pies and potato chips. Those are not diet foods. <laughs> Those are not foods that lead to a healthy, uh, a healthy body weight. Those foods are a combination of fat and carbs. Now, next up, because I know what may be going through your mind right now, but Corey, I'm eating really healthy fats. I'm eating avocado and almonds and almond flour and coconut oil. <laughs> oh, if I had a quarter for every time somebody mentioned coconut oil or coconut sugar. Okay, so, but Corey, I'm eating all these healthy fats. Okay, next up, take home point number three. Eating really healthy can totally sabotage you. <laughs> it's like the best and worst thing all rolled up into one. It can sabotage you because you think you're doing right. You think you're doing what you should be doing to lose weight. But none of that is necessarily true. So eating really healthy is the best because it's healthy, right? I mean, and it will keep you overall healthy. Like, it's good for the insides of your body. But here's the thing, my friends. If you want to lose weight, it can be the worst thing because eating quote-unquote healthy does not necessarily lead to weight loss. I've talked about this in previous episodes. A perfect example that I like to give is what I call the oranges guy. So there was uh, years ago, there was a guy that um, he was kind of a family friend and I knew him pretty well. He had been sort of a client off and on. And he was like, man, Corey, and 
I, I can't lose. I'd like to lose, you know, about 15 or 20 more pounds. I just can't figure out why it's not happening. I, I mean, I really eat well. I eat really healthy. And I said, well, let's dig into it. Let's figure out why. And so at first pass, I thought, wow, this guy, he's he's right. I mean, his body does seem really resistant to drop that extra 15 or 20 pounds that he wants to lose because his nutrition looks really solid. I know he's really active. I, um, I know he works out on a consistent basis. He has a very active job. And so I was kind of perplexed. And I asked him, I said, is there anything else going on? Or, uh, you know, is there any other stuff that might trickle into your nutrition, into your daily food that, you know, we haven't talked about? And he thought about it and he goes, well... He's like, you know, yeah, if I get a little hungry here or there, I'll have some fruit. Well, I mean, fruit's innocent, right? Fruits and vegetables, it's great. We need fruit. We need vegetables, right? I said, well, tell me more about the fruit. When does it, you know, when do you have, he goes, well, let's see. And he started going through a typical day and his typical week, and his fruit of choice was oranges. And by the time he finished telling me about his, oh, if I get hungry, I'll have a little fruit stuff, by the time he finished that, I realized he was having sometimes six or seven oranges per day. (laughs) Six or seven oranges per day. It depends on the orange, guys, but most oranges have about 25 grams of sugar. (gasps) What? Yes. Now, is it natural sugar? Yes, but it doesn't matter. It's still sugar. So this guy was having, goodness, let's say six oranges, 150 grams of sugar from oranges. No wonder he wasn't losing weight. Is that healthy? Sure. Well, yeah, oranges are healthy. He thought he was doing great. But this is my point. Eating healthy can totally sabotage you. And it's not just with oranges, guys. When I was deep diving into why Janet wasn't losing weight, I realized that because of the influence of keto in her diet, her she was eating a ton of fat. Was it healthy fat? Yes, it was You know, it was fattier fish like salmon, and it was almond flour, and it was... Um, you know, a little bit of cheese here and there, and just but, but it was just this trickle of fat. Oh, and coconut oil, of course. How <laughs> could I forget? Coconut oil. It was this trickle of fat all day long. So she was eating a ton of fat. It's incredibly hard to lose weight eating a ton of fat unless you're in the state of ketosis. And then guess what? Once you eat some carbs, bloop, you're not in ketosis anymore. <laughs> okay, sorry. Let me leave keto alone. Um, so, okay, let's, let's move along here. Well, before I leave this whole eating healthy can sabotage you part, there's another way that it can be the best and worst thing. It, it, it's also that when someone establishes what they consider an overall healthy diet and, you know, they're, they're, they've kind of settled into a routine with that, I've found that they can have a much harder time changing what they eat. They have a much harder time shifting to what I call lean eating. It's like they're they're so entrenched in what they do and they like it. Okay, well I'm I'm eating healthy foods and I like what I'm eating and it keeps me where I am and they're just resistant to change. It's like they've kind of developed their own healthy Frankenstein diet and they feel good and they're healthy and so there's not enough stimulus to change. It's like they're so close because they're already accustomed to eating healthy, but yet they don't want to make the changes to take that next step. I hope that makes sense. It's just something I've noticed here and there. And again, nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong. If you have a healthy diet and you don't mind where your body's at, you don't have a burning desire to lose weight, then march on. Do it. Do your almond flour and your coconut oil and your 17 oranges per day. I have no problem with that as long as you're healthy and you're happy. 
great. But if you want to lose weight, that can sabotage you. Next up, take home number four, what's the solution? So what's the solution, Corey? What am I supposed to do? Well, here's the thing. Don't do some all or nothing diet. Good. That's a quick fix. Look, guys, the path to true success is paved with two things, learning and applying. Like anything else in life, think about it. Raising kids, becoming a professional at your work, doing laundry, gardening, driving, I mean, just about anything. You name it. To get a good, basic understanding, we either read about the topic or we talk to someone who knows what we want to know, who has experience in the thing that we want to learn. Then we apply what we learned. Then we evaluate what happened, what went great, what didn't go so great, what went wrong, et cetera, et cetera. And then we learn some more. And then we apply all of that knowledge and experience. And then we repeat the cycle. We learn. We apply. We learn some more. We apply some more. And we just repeat that cycle again and again and again. That's how you master something. That's how you become great at something. That's how you master it now. When it comes to your health, your fitness, and your body, think about that, guys. Think about that. Your health, your fitness, your body. We're not talking about your work or fixing your kitchen sink or doing something in your yard. We're talking about your one and only body, the only one you get the entire time you're walking this earth. That's so important. That's so powerful. So when we're talking about your one and only body, would you rather be dependent on whatever the trendiest diet currently is? Or would you rather learn about how your body and brain works and how food and exercise impacts it and then become the master of your own body and your own health? I don't know about you, but if there's anything that I want to understand and master, it's my body. So instead of just trying some all-or-nothing diet like keto or Whole30 or whatever, and then thinking that will solve all of your problems, I encourage you to choose a weight loss program or coach or nutritionist or whatever. Choose something or someone who will teach you about food and your body and explain the what, why, and how of it all. I think that's so important. In my coaching program, in my Live Life Lose Fat program, that's exactly the approach I take. I don't just tell people, hey, do this. Shut up and do this and don't ask any questions. No, here's what I want you to do. Here's why it's important, and then here's how to do it. Here's the best ways to implement this, to, to, to you know, ingrain it into your day and into your lifestyle. What, why, how. This way, when you do it like this, you begin to understand better and better how your body works, how food impacts your body, and how weight loss works. And then, ha, oh, it's glorious. <laughs> it's amazing. You're no longer dependent on some stupid all-or-nothing on-off diet. Okay, my friends, that was a little soapbox for me. <laughs> I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope you really enjoyed it. Now, before I sign off, listen, listen, we're not finished yet. Quick reminder, each and every episode, I try to help you reach your goals. I try to help you better understand your body and become healthier and learn about food and exercise and all of those great things. I try to help you reach your goals. Now I'm asking you to help me reach my goal. I mentioned this in episode number, I think, 81. But if I have a goal to reach 100 re reviews of this podcast, 100 reviews or more on Apple Podcasts before 2021, 
Like I said, I talked about this in, I think, episode number 81, and a few reviews have trickled in, and I'm so excited and honored by every single one. So please, please, please take just two minutes. It probably won't even take like 60 seconds to post a quick review on Apple Podcasts to help me reach my goal of 100 reviews. That's kind of hard to say. 100 reviews by the end of 2020. Now, let's wrap it up like we always do. Remember, my friends, you are so much more than a number. And the scales never tell the whole story. They rarely tell the truth. And they never tell the whole story. Because there's so much more to you than what you weigh. You're beautiful and amazing and incredible. And remember, losing weight, it's really all about gaining life and living the life that you've always wanted. And I know you can do it. I believe in you. And I want you to believe too. Keep listening to this podcast. We'll get you there. I promise. Thank you so much for your time today. Much love. Take care of yourself. God bless. Bye-bye.